I'm Ayana, and I am here with Jetpack Nick. Yo. Um, so today, wanted to touch on our episode, uh, get, a, get a little in, well, not in depth, but uh, just speak on Kobe Bryant. Um, the passing is kind of tra- was very tragic for the sports world. People still going through that right now. Um, a week later, still feels unreal, but uh, we're going to try to give, you know, uh, you know, just speak about Kobe, his legacy, what his legacy meant to basketball, and um, maybe our favorite moment of Kobe playing, whatever moment it was, or interview-wise, or, you know, just anything. He had so many uh, great uh, memories and, uh, you know, amazing um, games and, you know, he was just a, a, a amazing person. So uh, we're definitely going to give our take on that. Then we're going to speak on the uh, Super Bowl that happened last night. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to take the win based on uh, two great, I believe, it was based on these big defiant, uh, defining plays of the game, was when Patrick Mahomes was able to drive down and have the 5 for 5 um, drive mm-hmm. to uh, Travis Kelsey on that play, then came back and did the other touchdown. So he really, really played tremendously good, in my opinion. I know it was his first Super Bowl. Uh, he threw two interceptions. But aside from those two interceptions he threw, his game, even if, even the fact he threw 26, I think, out of 40-something, he still looked like he was just out there, and, and he played so well, especially when they needed him. I think the second half was his moment. Um, he threw, the, he threw the, the interceptions, I believe, in the – one in the first half and one in the second half. But after that one in the second half, when they got the ball back, he drove down. Um, they made a stop. He drove down, got a uh, touchdown. Then he went, came back and got another one. So, he, yeah, he played pretty terrific, in my opinion, um, especially when they needed it. Uh, um, yeah, but, he definitely did. He definitely, I, I actually wanted to, uh, to, to point out that uh, Damian Williams, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, also had a fantastic yeah, he, game. He, he had a he had a really 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 good game, and I feel like he set the tone for for the Kansas City Chiefs to you know be on track for Patrick Mahomes to you know uh, eventually set up that comeback, and well, then I, Damian Williams iced the iced the game with that uh, rushing touchdown at the end. Well, I don't even think the game was iced there. I really just think that it because of the fact that the time was already pretty much. I think it was like two minutes when he scored. The game was, I mean, I think I, I pretty much feel like. The touchdowns before Patrick, like touchdown Patrick Mahomes was able to drive them down and make were pretty much the defining moment. Um, I feel like it was all on the defense after those touchdowns. I believe it was what twenty four to twenty. I believe around yeah. that time. So it was twenty four to twenty. You gotta think about it. Whenever another team is 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 up, the other team is gonna be scrambling for whatever they can get. Um, I do feel like the 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 last play of the running back by Damian Williams he had was an amazing play. And obviously, like you said, kind of put the dagger in it. But if you take away those two touchdowns that were made before um, Patrick Mahomes was able to drop the team down and make, it would have probably just been another close. Well, it was already a close game, but it probably would have not have been the game that um, – the Kansas City Chiefs were owning, it probably would have went to the 49ers if that was the case. But I do understand what you're saying because Damian Williams played a terrific game. Um, a lot of people actually thought he should have gotten MVP. Yeah, um, me being one of them. Um, I 
can understand that, but, you know, this is the NFL. It's a quarterback game, and whenever the quarterback comes and plays the way that Patrick Mahomes did, I feel like he, you know, it could it could have went either way. But, again, this is a, a fan vote. So, um, with, with it being a fan vote, people voted for who they felt like should have yeah. got the MVP. So, you know, I, I mean, like I said, it could have went it could have went both ways, in my opinion, because I think they both played terrific. But I, I am going to say when when Patrick Mahomes went down and made that 5-5 five five drive and was able to score, that right there to me was the biggest defining drive of the game. Outside, oh, yeah, of what, outside of what anybody else did, that was the biggest defining drive of that game. If that drive would have never happened, I don't know if the Kansas City Chiefs would have won. Um, I think they probably would have not won that game if it wasn't for that drive. Then to come back and do it again was pretty much just, to me, the icing on the cake after they scored that second one. And I, I understand that Damian Williams scored, and then it was, what, 30 to 20, I believe, after he scored. But I still mm-hmm. feel like the game had – the momentum had been pushed over to Kansas City so 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 much that it was, seemed like the 49ers were scrambling for anything they could get. So, you know, shout-out to Patrick Mahomes. I think he played terrific. I also think, like you said, Damian Williams played really well. Um, congrats to Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, and congrats. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, like I said, from the jump, I was going for them anyway. Um, I, I, but the, the crazy thing is, is that I knew Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to have an issue with coming back in this game. His record coming back trailing in the playoffs is 5-0, and and he, he went. Um, that's sort of like Tom Brady numbers. Every time yeah, Brady is down, every time that. Brady is, 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 is down in the game, you all you automatically know, okay, the second half comes, he's going to do what he has to do to get this team a win. Um, one of the biggest plays of the game to me was on Patrick Mahomes. I think it was, what, second and 15? And this guy, he was about to get sacked. He broke the tackle, and he ran it for at least about 12 yards. Um, that was one of the biggest plays of the game. That that again was on that scoring drive that he did. Uh, he, that, he he had he had a lot he had a lot of those kind of plays during that game, you know, outside of the mistakes they made with the interceptions. But he he definitely had a lot of those those you know game well, saving I plays. Well, I think the difference in his plays was that they were defining plays in the game. You know, you can make any kind of no, yeah, know, plays. You can make any kind of plays in the game, but the, you're making the defining plays, meaning the plays that. I feel like if they wouldn't, if you take away those plays in that game, then it would have changed the whole momentum of the game. If he yeah, didn't he, get, he if, he didn't, if, if he wasn't able to get that at least twelve yards from that second and fifteen, and it would have went, and that would have been what third and uh, maybe fifteen or third and thirteen or whatever, and they didn't get it, how would that look? Because he put them after that run, he put them in the field goal position, but he also gave them what a third and three that they were able to catch and get. So it was kind of just like he was putting them in good positions to be, you know, successful in so many ways. And I feel like when you're making defining plays like that in a game, it's really hard to, you know, it's, it's really hard to look at it and say, okay, he didn't play well. Even though his, like, again, like I said, he had a, what, 26 out of 40, that's usually not good numbers for a quarterback. But the simple fact is the plays that he was making were so defining to that game like the five for five scoring job. I mean, come on, that was an amazing scoring job. Um, and then the timing that they were able to do that in was fantastic. It's like he was a veteran quarterback out there running that team in that in that second half. 
with knowing that they had to score, knowing that they didn't have much time, just remember, this team was down in the fourth quarter. That's what people need to realize. Um, the, the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were down in the fourth quarter. They came all the way back to really get that win. And it, it pretty, I pretty much feel like Patrick Mahomes put it all, put it all on his, put it all on his back to kind of get them in that position. And I, that's what I think was the, the biggest thing. Yeah, he, he definitely did. Like I, like I, you know, like I said, you know, agreeing with you, he definitely had a lot of those game-defining moments to where he was able to keep his team, you know, afloat, keep them in the game, and then ultimately score those touchdowns to, you know, push him, push him ahead in the, in, in, in the lead. And then Damian Williams iced the cake with the with, with that last rushing touchdown. So uh, I definitely you know think that it was a it was a team effort. The defense got it together eventually, you know, in the second half, and then all things came together and they was able to come out on top. Yep, I definitely feel like uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, that's why I said when it, when I was I was looking at everything, I said well. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to get it. But now like I said, it could have been a toss-up. Could have went either way. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. Uh, but shout-out to the Kansas City Chiefs on that win. Um, on to uh, what we want to talk about with Kobe. Uh, so, yeah, Kobe's yeah. passed and uh, has been pretty big for sports world. A lot of people yeah. have been speaking on it. Um, it was a pretty tragic situation, you know, like, um, yeah. I hate that uh, Kobe's no longer here. Uh, I think he was one of the main people that I really wanted to interview, like, as far as, like, meet and be able to speak to, talk to, just anything, you know. Being able to meet Kobe would have been amazing. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that he passed so early is, like, you know, so sad. And, you know, the fact that he passed away with his daughter um, is just, Another thing that's just so terrible, um, you know, I don't really know what much to say about it. It's just a pretty, it's just a bad situation. Yeah, I, I mean, and you, you personally know that I'm, I'm one of the biggest Kobe fans ever. Yeah. You know, like we, like every time we end our show, I always say Kobe's the goat, which you should be expecting me to say that at the end of this particular episode, but. Uh, when I heard the news, I I thought it was fake. Uh, honestly, like I I heard about it, I researched it, and I couldn't find no news about it until about 20 minutes later. Then that's when, uh, you know, different news came out, and then probably a day after that, that's when everything was official. And yeah. once once it was official, my heart just broke. Uh, my favorite athlete of all time across yeah. any sport. Is no longer here, and and the fact that it happened in such a tragic, unexpected way it hurts even more, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty tragic. Um, you know, I didn't really want to, be, I didn't really want to believe it, uh, but you know, TMZ never really lies, so you know, obviously it was something that was that was real. Um, but like I said, it's just so it's a terrible situation. Um, you know, people grew up watching Kobe like myself. I played basketball. I played one year college basketball, so. You know, just to just to see the, the situation um, and and how everything played out, you know, it was just terrible. Um, like I said, his daughter was on to being, you know, what one of the best basketball players, probably one of the basketball players of all time, more than likely. She was, you know, a beast on the court. 
and you saw how much time you put into trying to get her to that level as well. You know, being young, um, you know, having the opportunity to see a legend up close, her father, uh, watch him play. Um, well, honestly, she was like little. She was smaller when he was actually playing, playing his career. Even before he had retired, she was still like you know small, like a baby. Yeah. So she she was thirteen years old, so that means she must have been like you know nine, eight, seven, uh, around the time he had like kind of retired, you know, because he retired four years ago. So that means she was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. That's um you know again, like a time with family is precious, like life is precious. You really just gotta cherish every moment. Um. You know, like I said, it's just like it's just a terrible situation. Um, like, and I hate that that happened. I really do. Um, but you know, I, I the best thing that people can do is just keep the family in prayers. Um, I think that is the biggest thing. Um, try to keep Vanessa and you know just their family prayed up. I mean, that's pretty much all you can do. Uh, you know. Losing a husband and a daughter is probably like that. You know, I've never, nothing like that has happened to me for experience, but I just know for sure that it's so, it would be so hard to move on from that. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, just, it was, you know, just the way that it happened, too, you know. Um, you know, if, if anything, them not getting on that helicopter would have prevented, you know, that. But, you know, as people say, Things do happen for a reason. Um, That is the same. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like Kobe brought so much to the world. So, you know, they they also say the good dies young. You know, that's something that people say as well. You know, I'm not into a lot of the conspiracies. I'm not into all the things and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, this is just so tragic and you know, you just you, sometimes you feel like, you know, maybe it was meant for that to happen. You know, he was so close to his daughter, um, the younger daughter. I mean, he was, I think he was close to all his daughters, but he really had a special bond with her. She played basketball. Um, you could tell just, you know, how he reacted with her, how he was with her. You could just tell that he had that special bond with her. Um, you know, just hearing about the news is so terrible, man. So I don't, I'm just still kind of, uh, you know, still trying to understand why it all happened, but you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even got too much to say. I'm over here getting emotional thinking about it. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I just hate the fact that it happened, and. It, it still just doesn't seem real. I mean, I, I guess each and every day that passes on, it, it becomes more of a reality to me, but it, it just really doesn't feel real to me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's all I got to say about it, honestly. I, I, I wish I had more to say, but it's it's really nothing else to say. Like, you, know, you know how I feel about Kobe and and you know, just this his his basketball career and as a person and all of the above, but it, it's it's really hard to come up with words to, to to say about this particular topic. Yeah, I totally understand. Um, so with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and end our episode. Um, well, actually, before we end our episode, I want to 
actually, do you have a favorite Kobe moment um, as far as interviews, game-wise, anything? You can go ahead and mention that to you. My favorite Kobe moment. Oh, shit, so many. <laughs> uh, if, if I had to choose, I would say uh, his championship win against Orlando. Uh, that's my favorite because that was his. That that was uh, the championship that I would say solidified him as a as a leader and someone who could lead his his own team to a championship. You know, with the with the, with the whole thing of you know he can't win without Shaq and Shaq winning without him. You know, winning in Miami and everything. Him, you know, which which I believe that version of Kobe Bryant, the 2009 version of Kobe Bryant, is the best version of him uh, basketball wise. I, I thoroughly enjoy watching him that season and I, I enjoy watching him take over, you know, take that leadership role and lead his team to a championship and do it in a dominant way. So that that's that's probably my favorite Kobe moment. Um, I think my favorite Kobe moment is when he um tore his Achilles during the game and um he went and did the free throws and yeah. left off the court. Um, you know, a lot of players in the league would have just went out in my opinion, when that happened. But Kobe was just a different breed. Um, a lot of things he did, he was just different. He always wanted to be different. He always wanted to stand out. He always wanted to be the greatest. That's what made Kobe Kobe, you know, not going out to the club, spending, you know, doing the average stuff the NBA players do. He sort of reminds me, a lot of people don't really talk a lot about, you know, who, who, who acts this way. But, you know, it's a lot of NBA players that really just want to be the best. They really want to just work hard at that craft. You know, when I when I first uh, when I first went, went, when I first paid a lot of attention to Steph Curry, um, I looked at his work ethic. You know, I looked at how good he is. You know, nobody ever really expects a little tiny guard, you know, skinny, not really that athletic, to be as good as him. You know, um, yeah. I feel like that comes from the fact that he worked so hard, um, and that's why he gets so much respect from me because, you know, NBA players automatically have, you know, they have it all. You know, they have the money, they could do what they want. You know, even when you're like a star player on a team, you don't really have to, you know, you don't have to go out and score 40 and, you know, all these points every game. You know, some players even turn it on and turn the switch off when they feel like it. You know, some players really just keep it on the whole season. But you have a lot of players who are, you know, kind of on and off. They play when they want to, you know, if that makes sense. But yeah. you have guys like Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, um, even Russell Westbrook, you know, you have guys like that that when they go out, they want to, they want to give their best regardless if it's not good or not. And that's what I like about those kind of players. Um, I can't say that for a lot of the, the players in the NBA, you know. I can also say that about Kevin Durant, you know. When they go mm-hmm. out, they want to ball. You got LeBron James, when they go out, they want to ball. They want to be the best. They want to score the most points. Like, whatever they're doing, they, they're really out there to ball. Like, they not, they're not playing any games if they're on the court. And that's what I like about them. They don't make a whole lot of excuses. You don't hear a whole lot of excuses from these players. I mean, Kevin Durant, he has his moments. But when it comes down to playing ball, he's out there balling. And I feel like that's the Mamba mentality. You know, having that mentality is, you know, no excuses. Go out, do your thing, and try to be the best at what you're doing. Because not everybody is cut like that. Not everybody wants to be the best at what they do. And that's what separates Kobe from so many other athletes. That's what separated him from a lot of guys 
in the league. And that's what separates, separates LeBron from a lot of guys in the league. That's what separates Curry from a lot of guys in the league. That's what separates Russell Westbrook from a lot of guys in the league. You know, it's a difference when you're a good player, but when you, you could tell the players who actually work on their game and have just gotten better by just working on their game. You know, I continue to say that, you know, it's, it's a lot of players in the NBA that you would never even thought would be as good as what they are. But, again, working can get you to that. If you work hard enough, if you practice on your craft every day, you will get there. I, I mean, and, and the only the closest player that I can look at and say that you could tell that he worked, worked, worked his butt off on the outside of LeBron and outside of KD, you got Steph Curry. I mean, this guy, I, I'm sorry, but he's not supposed to be better than Russell Westbrook or better than uh, a lot of these guards that are in the league right now. That's just my opinion. I don't think that it was set up that way. Am I, am I, am I wrong for saying that? I don't think so. No, I really I don't think I'm wrong for saying that. I think there are a lot of a lot of guards in the league that you know you can look at right now and say, "Oh, that that guy's what he got to be better than Curry," but he's not, you know. And I think that that just comes down to your work ethic. He's an example of working hard. He's not he's not any better than any of these players in reality. But when you put them on the court against each other, he always he always does he always he always shows them out. And I think that has a lot to do with his work ethic. You know, Kyrie Irving, to me, has the most athletic, like, athleticism out of all of these guards, him and Russell Westbrook. They're fast. They can dribble the ball. They, they pretty much have it all. But when they go up against Curry, I mean, I don't know. I think Curry always gets the best out of these guys. Even Damian Lillard, I think he gets the best out of Damian Lillard almost every time, especially in the playoffs last year. Um, and that's what I think Kobe mean by ma- Kobe meant by never mentality is working, just trying to be the best at what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. You could be a journalist, you could be a podcaster, you could be a radio host, um, you could be just anything, a doctor, uh, anything that you do that you work hard at. Uh, just try to be the best at it, and I think that a lot of players already have that mentality and have had that mentality for a while. That's why I feel like Kobe, he showed, he gave a lot of props to those same players before he passed away. He loved Steph Curry's game. He loved, yeah. he loved LeBron's game. Um, he loved Kyrie Irving. He, he actually did a lot with Kyrie Irving. Um, he loved Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, those are guys that he praised. He liked their games, you know. So, and this is, you know, that's just what I mean by, you know, Kobe Bryant, man, like, you know, he was just cut from a different cloth. Like, the guys aren't like him anymore. You know, I don't know if there will ever be another – it will never be another Kobe Bryant. Um, but I will say that the next generation can, you know, pay attention to how he handled things and how great he wanted to be, and they can kind of try to do the same. You know, I think Giannis is also a player who carries that mentality. You know, Giannis – Giannis said, look, I don't want to be friends with anybody outside of the court when the season is going on. That's, you know, that's the stuff that Kobe did. Like, Kobe was like that. Kobe didn't even get social media until, you know, what? He didn't, he wasn't even on the social media until he until he retired. I mean, Kobe wasn't even on that stuff. He didn't care about being on social media. That wasn't his focus. He was trying to be the best. Even in his last years, you know, he was still trying to get them to the playoffs. You know, um, 
it might have not happened, but he was still, that's what he was still trying to do. Um, you know, just like I said, man, Kobe was just different. I, I think Allen Iverson wrote, uh, he wrote a, um, you know, a, a thing about Kobe when he passed. And he said, you know, he, when they, the rookie year, they went out to lunch. Um, you know, when, I mean, they went out to dinner. And um, he asked, he asked Allen Iverson, what was he doing that night? Allen Iverson said, I'm going to the club. And then um, Allen Iverson asked him, and he said, oh, I'm going to the gym. You know? It's different, play, like, different, it's different, you know, it's just different, man. Like, Kobe Bryant was just a different guy. Um, you know, I, you I got that right. It. I definitely just hate that um, situation. But it, like I said, that's what I've always liked about Kobe Bryant. I feel like I applied a lot of his, a lot of the mentality that he has to myself, you know, just trying to be the best, not going out clubbing, not going out to parties too much, not spending a lot of time doing nonsense. I really just spend a lot of time doing um, what I like to do. You know what I'm saying? I think that is what Kobe represented. Just he represented being dedicated to what you love, dedicated to your craft. And I think everybody should take that from him and apply it to their regular life, whatever they do every day. It doesn't matter what you do. Just try to be the best at it. And I think if you're able to do that, you will be great at what you do. And that's just the, that's just the bottom line, you know, Michael Jordan, these guys are different, man. Like Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe Bryant put his, he did, he, he studied Michael Jordan from everything he did. He wanted to be better than that man. He knew that that's, when he came into the league, that's the guy that he wanted to mimic. That's the guy he wanted to be better than. That's the guy he wanted to take his moves and apply it into himself to be better than him. And I feel like, you know, he, he's another, he's just Kobe Bryant, man. Like he's never, he, nobody's going to look at him and, you know, say, you know he's a, he's uh better than Michael. You know, but certain people have different opinions. Yeah, but I, I think I think okay, well, yeah, <laughs> I think different people will say that he's a Michael Jordan of his generation. I don't think anybody will go go as far as to saying that he's better than Michael because yeah, again, yeah. people have to realize that we was not around when Michael played in his prime. My mother and father was around when Michael played, and they said they ain't never seen a guy like him, and I believe it, and I believe it. Because I look at his YouTube videos, and I've never seen a guy play like that. I love Kobe to death. I will always love Kobe, and I will always love what he bought and what he taught people and how dedicated he showed people he could be to a craft that he loved and just trying to be the best at all times. But Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant, and that's what people have to realize. There's no putting them up against each other. They are both great in their own ways. Michael Jordan taught us stuff. Kobe Bryant taught us stuff. I can't mm-hmm. say I can't say one is better than the other. I think that's what, as being a black person, I think that's where we go wrong. We're trying to put up people against each other. These guys are amazing. You know, the the era is gonna be the 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 nineties, Michael Jordan, and even some of the eighties, Michael Jordan. <laughs> the the uh, the um, the thousands, uh, the is gonna be Kobe Bryant. The tens is gonna be LeBron James era. You know, and, and even some people can go, like myself, I can even go go in and say, hey, it's LeBron James era and Seth Curry's era because I feel like what both of them have brought to the game can't be can't be duplicated. I mean, even with Seth, when he came in around, what, his time of really on his peak and what he taught short players that played basketball, point guards, little, little guys, little girls that were coming up in the game that they don't have to dunk all the time and they can really just shoot threes and be – fantastic at it and be as good as what he is, 
he changed the game for the better. And, you know, I think that that's what we have to realize. These guys bring different stuff to the game. They will all be remembered as bringing something to the game, and some are going to be remembered more than others. And I think Kobe and Michael Jordan and LeBron are just in that conversation. It's just it is what it is. They will all they are the they will forever be um, they will ever be known as the best some the best to ever play basketball with the other guys you know um, you know Kareem and um, you know I think Gary Payton uh, who else uh, Isaiah Thomas you know all these great players that have played they will always be in that conversation. If they did a top 100 NBA player today, all those guys are getting in. Steph Curry, LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Um, I think Michael Jordan and Kobe will be top 10. Um, I think LeBron is going to be top 10. I don't know if Curry's going to be top 10. He might be top 20. But, you know, just what my, the point I'm making is all those players have bought something to the game. So uh, putting – Saying one is better than the other to me is, you know, I mean, if you love the game of basketball, you won't do that. You would just say they are all great players because they are. All of them are great players. And, you know, we'll never see anything like them ever again. That's what I think. You know, we might, everybody will say we will. Everybody will say, oh, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see any other player like Kobe, Michael, LeBron, Steph, um, yeah, I don't think we'll ever see any, any players like that. So, you know, like I said, man, I just hate Kobe's past. I've been thinking about it since it happened. Couldn't really speak a whole lot about the situation when I heard about it because it was just so tragic. But, you know, on BTG Mad page, if you guys follow us on IG, I have been continuing to, um, you know, just keep Kobe, you know, thought of, you know, just posting pictures, videos, whatever I could find of Kobe, um, just you have to. Uh, I, I just don't want that to be. I just don't want his death to be another a death. You know what I'm saying? This happened at the yeah. beginning of the de- of the decade, and you know, just to lose somebody that was trying to do good things. You know, he had his trial and tribulation like everybody has talked about. But outside of that, he was a great man to his children, yes. to his wife. Yes. You know, he you know he had his issues but he was trying to be a better man he was 41 years old he was really still young if you think about it i mean he was 41 i mean that's what people have to understand he died at 41 years old that's so young and not even did he die at 41 he was only 4 years into his um into his retirement meaning he had so much of his life he had so wow. much of his life to spend with his family and he was just getting started with that you know, his daughter was 13. She was just mm. really getting to the time of where you start getting serious about basketball. I think the first time I started playing basketball was when I was 12. I didn't. I wasn't playing basketball when I was really, really young. So to get a college scholarship also was because of my father being there with me all the time, teaching me how to play the game, you know, just taking me to practice every day, just trying to get me to be the best. I was able to get a college uh, scholarship out of that for a year. I played basketball in college. You know, that was one of the big. I feel like playing basketball was one of the biggest blessings for me growing up because it kept me out of a lot of trouble. I wasn't doing the uh, parties and all that stuff. wasn't really none of my focus. I was always focused on basketball. It was my favorite thing to do um, before I was writing, you know, doing journalism and stuff. But basketball was my favorite thing to do. And 
growing up around that era, Kobe was the guy. We LeBron was just getting started. LeBron got in the league around like 2008, I believe. Went no 2003. When did LeBron come to the uh, league? I think 2003 is when LeBron came. Yeah, to the league. 2003. But yeah. I believe I was, you know, around that time. I believe I was what, like 10 or 11. Or I was young, you know. I was really young. But so I was able to watch Kobe and LeBron in their eras. Like you know, just I was just able to watch both of them. Um, and I, it was a, a great time for basketball. You know, LeBron is the winding down on his years. I don't even know if LeBron is going to play basketball any time longer. Just by saying, I think this Kobe Bryant situation is going to have an effect on his, his retirement. Um, you know, I, I feel like if he doesn't win this year or next year, he's he's done. That's what I think. Um, but, you know, like I said, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely miss Kobe. Uh, I really wanted to meet him so badly. Like I had, I had always had him on my bucket list as someone that I wanted to interview. Just and not even just interview, just meet. You know, yeah. just have the opportunity to meet him. You know, give him a hug, yeah, get, get a picture, anything. You know, just it just sucks. So, um, you know, for all the sports fans, basketball fans out there, we are, we are uh, still mourning the loss of Kobe with you. Like I said, we we. I would have never thought in a million years he would even be saying that Kobe Bryant passed. Uh, never would I ever thought that would yeah, happen. Um, for real. So, like I said, we're going to end it um, on this podcast. Do you have anything left to say, Jeff? Uh, uh, Kobe the GOAT, man. You, you know what it is. Kobe the GOAT. That, that's all I got to say. I wish it was more I could say, but I. It, 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 I don't know. It's it's just crazy. It's, it's just crazy with me. But Kobe the GOAT, always and forever. Yep. Well, all right, guys. Thank you uh, for tuning into the BPG podcast. Like I said, um, we've been getting a lot of good listens. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will continue to drop content for you. Um, like I said, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba. Um, man. It's just crazy. Um, that's just, that's what I'm gonna sign off with. Um, are you signing off with anything? Go be the goat. All right, and there you have it. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you, Jetpack, for calling. Uh, yeah, for sure.